Welcome to our 22nd episode of Sessions on Life. Thank you for joining in to hear about a new topic this next series. And so I'm the co-host Josh and we have our great host back with us. Ubi and Table. It, it's good to be back. For yeah. real. I really um but I prayed for you guys. I prayed for you guys. Hey. I thought about you guys all the time. And I got to actually watch and listen on YouTube and dude, it was such an amazing episode. It, I, I mean well, then, like your prayer worked. For starters, yeah, God definitely answered my prayer. But for starters, it was really cool to actually experience um sessions on life as an you know as an audience just you know just watching oh, yeah. and learning and soaking it all in and and i was like okay so if this is what um our viewers are experiencing it's definitely it's definitely a blessing because it blessed the heck out of me it was really really cool nice. and i love the fact that eric jr was here with his dad yeah and, yeah um yeah so that I, I thought that was i thought that was really good yeah e3 yeah e3 right <laughs> Um, of course, I, I don't know if you guys can know if you guys notice we are basically stalling, and the reason why we are stalling is because I'm kind of dreading to go into today's topic, <laughs> right? And you might be wondering, well, what is today's topic? Yo, we are talking. This is the first episode on God, right? So we're in the series on God, and we're yep. going to be doing the nature of God, the power of God, engaging with God, and then testimonies of impact. Right. So um, so today's topic is the nature of God, and it is intimidating because how do you talk about God, right? Um, oh, especially yeah. the nature of God. I'm, it's, so, um, so, so, so we'll preface it, it, with... I, I think it's more so how do you capture it? Cap, exactly. How do you capture it? Yeah, and I'm like, I can talk, I can talk about all, God all day, but I guarantee you, I'm going to walk away knowing that we didn't we say just, it all in we the didn't episode say it all, and that it's impossible to say it all. I yeah. guess, you know, I guess that's the freeing part. The freeing part is knowing that it is not possible to capture all of God. And that's, I think that's one of the reasons why we keep on through Jesus Christ, yeah. pursuing him and growing in him because he is so good and he is infinite. And there's so much of him for us to grow into and to learn about. So, yeah. So you have absolutely. to go on this journey with us. So the journey Amen. does not stop after today. Amen. So, um, so we're going to go, we're going to say what we usually say. We're going to jump right into it. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, so talking about the nature of God, um, I, I, I didn't even want to go into this, but I, I felt that it would be, it would be responsible if we didn't start with, um, God's nature as, uh, you know, as it pertains to the Trinity, which yes. is, you know, which is the teaching that God is, um, that God is three distinct persons right and each person is fully god and god is one yes right that is the great mystery of our god but right the bible speaks to each of these truths very clearly that god is one god there is one god that he is three distinct persons Absolutely. and that each person is fully god so um you know so the first statement that God is one is very obvious in um you know the scripture uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 through 5 yes right um and it says hear o israel yahweh our god yahweh is one right hear o israel the lord our god the lord is one you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, right? But here, O Israel, Yahweh our God, Yahweh is one, right? Um, so there's one God. There's, you know, so, so, so Josh, when you hear that and you think, okay, so there's one God, but then we see God the Father and we see God the Son and we see God the Holy Spirit, Right, and we see scriptures that speak to each of this. Yes, um, you know, John one one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was, was with God. Yeah, and the Word was God. Right. A few verses later, it says, "And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us." So yeah. we see that the Son, Jesus Christ, is fully God. God. How how just you know how does that how does that hit you, man? Well, it's. <clears throat> It raises the question, right, of why 
God came to become flesh, right? That's good. It, okay. it raises the question, could God have accomplished uh, what Christ came here to accomplish? Right. Not right. coming in the flesh. Right. And so, you know, it, it raises a lot of questions, but like you said, it's the mystery. But, you know, I'm my initial thought goes to Christ came to be an example. And so here is God coming to show us how it's supposed to be done, how we're supposed to live, how we're supposed to go through this natural life and how, like how to do it. Right. And so those are my initial thoughts of, of how God is three, but one, but one. Right. So, so I, I, you know, something about, I, you know, what you say about Christ coming to be an example is very true. It's very true. I think, you know, it's definitely more than that. But one, one, of, the, you know, one of the things that God does in coming in flesh yeah. is that he gives us an, a, an example of how to live. Right. But, even, but even more than that is that God coming in flesh basically reveals himself, right? The Bible yep. says that Jesus Christ is the exact image of God. So, you know, yeah. when Jesus is having this conversation with Job, with, uh, with, the, with the disciples, they say, hey, show us the Father, and it will be satisfied. And he says, what do you mean show me, show us the Father? Have you not seen me? If you've seen me, yeah. you've seen, seen God. You've seen God. You've seen the yeah. Father. So, um, so, you know, so Jesus is the, Jesus is, Jesus is the, revel- is the expression Right. right, the word became flesh, and, and we beheld him. And we talked you know? about in an yeah. earlier episode how we did. God yeah. shares in our experience, right? And this is one way. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And then, of course, you know, you, we see um, uh, Matthew twenty eight nineteen, right, where it says, "Going to all the world, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Son, and the, and Holy, the Holy Spirit." Spirit yeah. Right. So we see this, this. We see the you know the three persons here distinctly as God, baptizing yes. them in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, the name of the Holy Spirit. Right, right. It's clearly speaking to this idea, or speaking you know, clearly highlighting this truth mm-hmm. that the Father is God, the Son is God, the, the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit is God, God, and they are one. one. Yes, right. Um, it's not that the Son is a part of God. Right. And the Father is a part of God. No, no, if that the Father is fully God, the Son is fully God, the Holy Spirit is fully God. Yeah. I think I think you really capture that when you you just referenced yeah. the scripture in the beginning. Yeah. When it was talking about in the beginning. Yeah. When God was creating the world and that sort of okay. thing. Okay. Right so in Genesis, yes. It's it in the beginning. Yeah. That there was God, the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. It talks about it in the very beginning. So it's not this thing that happens later on. Like, okay, well, God decides that he's going to split himself. Right? Right. It was like, this is what it was from the very it's beginning. Always, yes, yes. And so yep. so if you, if you catch that, then it helps you to better understand later uh, when you see in the Bible uh, the Trinity. Yeah. Right? In, that it's not a splitting off. That it, right. This is what it was in the beginning. It's always been, it's eternally been that way, that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit have yeah. eternally been distinct persons, but they've been one. Right. right. And, and I, th- I think that's a mystery, and it, it may somewhat be difficult to understand because we're used to um, thinking of it differently. Like, right. Like, we are that as well. Like, you're... Who be the father? Who be the right. son? And who be the brother? Yeah. And so you're more than just one one-dimensional, right? So you know, so what I, I I typically caution, like you know, I typically don't take that approach because there's right. so many illustrations that people the, try to use to that explain, don't speak to it. That don't speak to you know. <laughs> I've heard some people say, well, take for example, uh, you know, the, the Trinity is like an egg, right? The right. shell is the shell, but it's still an egg. And then you have the yolk. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the, uh, the one, the one that's very popular, at least that I, I heard a lot, was water. You know, right. the Trinity is like water. It exists in three forms. Ice is solid. Vapor is water vapor. It's gas. And mm-hmm. then liquid water. And I'm like, you know, but all those illustrations fall short because they those do. are different forms of water, right? right. Or kind of thing. Um, or even that with the egg, it's a shell, but the shell is not the yolk, right? Yep. But with the Trinity, it's saying, you know, there are three distinct persons, and yeah. yet each of them is fully God, and yet God is one. Yep. Right? It, it's an existence that we're not familiar with. Right. And so, like, 
it's almost like we don't have a word to to capture it to capture, to capture it or explain it and it's humbling yeah what i love about it is that it's humbling and it consistently calls me to surrender to the infinitude of god to yep. accept that god is truly immeasurable that there are things about him that i cannot that are beyond my comprehension yeah. but because of what he has given me to comprehend i can trust him fully even in the areas that right. i don't understand so i i the the trinity compels you know like encourages this trust that is not blind it's it's founded on things that i know to be true mm-hmm. right because of experience but that opens me up to believing even things that i have not experienced or that i don't fully comprehend i think know? the best that we can get or the closest that we can get is a scripture that says i am that I, I am exactly which so i'll tell you one you know in the in the old testament um especially when it comes to the trinity but all the teachings that i that i have that are difficult for me to experience or to understand sorry um is deuteronomy deuteronomy 29:29 mm-hmm. where it says the things that are revealed are for us and our children that we might serve the lord but it says the things that are hidden right yep. belong to Yahweh. The things that are hidden belong to Yahweh. The things that are revealed belong yeah. to us so that we might. You know, so I'm like, man, I love Do you have that in your notes? Um no, I didn't put it in my notes. So, look, but side note, <laughs> okay. At the very beginning when we started recording doing the podcast, Ubi said, I want to make it a point to learn scripture where I can remember right. where I can hey, memorize okay, scriptures. I know you guys. I appreciate that. Right? You remember it. that? Yes, yes. I'm like, yes. is that in your notes? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good man no no oh no no it, i mean you know i memorize scripture um and i remember scripture from you know from years back just from you know developing the habit of ha- having read and meditated on scripture consistently but what i meant was i want to renew that habit so yeah you know pulling deuteronomy 29:29 out it's it's years right yeah of reading scripture memorizing it and it's there and you, you know it's, it's almost like, like it comes out like, like having yeah, a spirit this well, there you go yeah right on right on you see that <laughs> i love that so so i don't i don't so i think what i found just in different conversations is that typically um christians we 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 don't have a very difficult time or we have less of a difficult time understanding the f- um the fullness of god the father mm-hmm. um we even we don't have a, a difficult time um embracing that uh the son is god now historically there was a time when that was a huge debate but i'm you know i'm speaking about the church uh currently um that the average christian gets you know just takes it for granted because i think we've heard it for so long hey the father is god the Mm -hmm. son is god but the holy spirit right um because there are few scriptures that think that speak to that but it's almost like the holy spirit is the son right like some people you know some people can make that error and i'm like right. well, but scripture is very so uh, here's a peeve of mine talking about the holy spirit a pet peeve is when i hear people refer to the holy spirit as an it i'm like no 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 no. he's not an it he's the he he is he is god he can right. be grieved he can be angry he re- like he is a person right. right he's not an it he's not he's not like this He's not an abstract force or power. The Holy Spirit is a person. He right. hears, he teaches, he rejoices, yeah. he strengthens. I'm like, he is a person. Don't use an impersonal um, term, pro- term yeah. to to uh, to speak of God. Like it. Yep. I'm like, okay, I'm I, you know, I'm hoping that even though you're using it in referring to Him, that mm-hmm. you recognize that. He is not an it that he is a person, person. Yeah. right? He is the person. He is the he is the one who resides in you and teaches you, yeah. and gives you revelation and empowers you. But um, look, I, that, that's going to lead us to a point. What you just said, okay? Yeah. But, but we'll, we'll wait. But um, so Acts five. I'm just going to read from um, you know, I'm going to start from verse three. This is where you know Ananias and his wife Sapphira. You know, they mm-hmm. sell the land. And then they come back and lie about the cost of the yeah, land, right? Right. But um, but P- here's what P- it says, uh, starting from verse three, chapter five, verse three. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart mm-hmm. to lie to the Holy Spirit 
and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land, right? Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? After it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but but to God. Yes. Right. And so it makes so it clear. It that makes the it Holy very Spirit clear. Is God. is God. Right. Yep. Peter's saying, hey, you lied to the Holy Spirit. You lied. And if I remember correctly, this is the story where it says the earth opened up and swallowed them. No, this no, is, no, or is this the one where the they were carried out. This is what, yes, this is where okay. they were carried out. Gotcha. Exactly. Yes. Like I, I had to right. remember. I guess, yeah. So this is where, you know, Ananias lies. Yes. Peter rebukes him. Boom, he falls dead. His yes. wife, Sapphira, comes in. Come, Peter asks the same question. Him, yeah. She lies and she falls dead again. Okay, that's the one you know, where they were carried right. out. Because so, somewhere near there, there's another story where the old earth opens up opens and up, swallows. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. And then, um, of course, you know, of course, the, when Jesus says in the Gospels that, hey, you know, when you call that, uh, it, speaks, it talks about blaspheming the Holy Spirit and says that yes. that will not be forgiven, right? Mm-hmm. Now, we know that in, you know, in biblical context and in Jewish culture, that that was speaking about blaspheming God. Yes. And then, but then again, we see the same penalty and the same severity ascribed to blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Right? Yes. So, you know, so, so it becomes clear that, hey, the Holy Spirit is God. Or even, you know, um, in 1 Corinthians, I think it's 1 Corinthians 6, mm-hmm. right, where, um, where Paul talks about, hey, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Holy Spirit of God resides in you, right? Right. So, you're the, so a temple is where God is. Mm-hmm. And you're the temple of God because the Holy Spirit resides in you again. You know, hinting and pointing to this truth that the Holy Spirit is God. Is God. You know, so we have the Father as God, the Son of the Son as God, and the Holy the Spirit, Holy Spirit as God. God. Three persons, three distinct persons, mm-hmm. fully God, and yet God is one. Right. So we are not a uh, we are not a uh, polytheist. We don't you know we don't worship many gods. Right. We worship one, one God. God. And um, it's it's such a blessed mystery, um, but but what do you do when God reveals it and it's clear in Scripture? That's why I think it's interesting yeah. that you have worship songs that specifically give worship to the Father, right? Mm-hmm. You have worship songs that specifically worship the Son, mm-hmm. and then you actually have worship songs that specifically worship. The Holy Spirit. I'm like, and that is very scriptural because you recognize that they are one. Yes, and they are individually fully God, right? Yeah. So, um, but you know, that's it's just it's just really powerful. So, you know, I'm you know we're not going to dwell there a lot, but I think you know it's worth saying that hey, you know, if you actually wanted to study this further, there's some really really good um really good sources out there. There is um. One that I would recommend is The Doctrine of God by John Frame. It's really, really good. Um, but also, I definitely, one that's really, really popular is um, Wayne Grudem's uh, Systematic Theology. Um, but a condensed um, version would be uh, Wayne Grudem's uh, Bible Doctrines. So if you wanted to actually study more um, on the Trinity, I would I would say, hey, there are a lot of resources out there, but I would definitely recommend those two. I really and I yeah. I really love Wayne Grudem's uh, Bible doctrine doctrines and systematic theology because he gives a lot of scripture. So you you know you don't it, you know you it, it doesn't feel like you're just reading someone else's opinion. He loads it with scriptures to where we can read and see. Okay, hey, what this guy's saying, um, I can see in scripture, so I know. Yeah, it, it, you know, like, I I know that I'm. It's not just his word, basically. It's not just Wayne Grudem's opinion for right. the most part. Look, I took notes on that one. I got to get those books. Yeah. So, um, okay, but moving on, moving on from the Trinity, I think um, another one that I really thought was cool was uh, and I, and I just I just threw this title out there myself, but it's the omniness of God, right? Yeah. And um, I'm sure for some of you, as soon as you hear the, so some of you either wondering what is the omniness of God. Or and or some of you already know it, but um, it's the you know it's the omniscience of God, which means that God is all knowing. Yes. Uh, the omnipotence of God, meaning that God is all powerful, 
and the omnipresence of God, meaning that God is everywhere, everywhere. Yes. at the same time, right? Right. Um, and that's just, you know, that just speaks again to the nature. You want to say, you could, some people might say the attributes of God, yeah. but um, knowing that God is knows everything, there's nothing that's hidden from him. There's nothing that he doesn't know. He yeah. is all powerful. He is ever present, right? My grandma um, used to try to make me feel like she was all these things. <laughs> But God, no, it'll give back to me. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 my, my kids at the point where I can still pull that on them. Like, listen, you know, I know you God did. will tell me because I may leave, but God's here. <laughs> they, and they look at me like, huh? God just might tell Daddy, I'm gonna have to behave right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that cracks me. But you know, I, I, I love it because I think, um, you know, the the omniness of God is it, it it you know it has this sense of just being so transcendent. Like, man, you know, God is all powerful. He's yeah. all knowing. He's ever present. But then, I think in Jesus Christ, the omniness of God becomes very personal. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the fact that He is all knowing. He knows all my fears. He knows all my anxieties. He knows all my desires. Right. Right. And He is working in them for my good he's either removing them from me because they're not consistent with who he is right. or he's actually magnifying them because they're consistent with who he is but he knows, knows where i am right so this idea this truth that is that seems to be so large and so glorious and so out there in christ it becomes Person. very personal and very close also right and mm-hmm. and but then it also becomes communal Right, saying, okay, hey, God yeah. is all-knowing. Well, guess what? That means that God knows that there's nothing that the church needs that God doesn't know. There's nothing that the Absolutely. church is going through that he doesn't know. There's nothing that the church will go through that God doesn't already know. You know Absolutely. And I, and I love that, right? Yeah, that and if you're just joining us, when we say the church, we're talking about the people. Amen. I appreciate that. I appreciate that because sometimes we, you know, we hear church and we think, yeah, uh, if somebody skipped the other episodes, yeah, you know, I want to yeah. make sure. No, I appreciate that, bro, for real. Um, so, you know, I think a really cool scripture is um, is uh, Psalms 147, verse 5, mm-hmm. right? Speaking to the omniscience of God, the fact that God is all-knowing. It says, great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. Right, and that's just one scripture, but it speaks to the fact that God's knowledge is limitless. Right, limitless. There's nothing that God doesn't, doesn't understand. Doesn't understand. Right. So I think you know. I think sometimes we can we discover something new, and it makes us question our faith. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, uh, it's just that you haven't learned just, enough. Yeah, it's just it's just that you've discovered that, but that but God's known that. Yep. <laughs> Right, and it's God's, like, God's known that. You know that that's what I've I've come to learn that like some things that may surprise you uh, or that you that may be new information to you, and it may not make sense. It's just because you haven't you haven't read enough. You haven't read, yeah. yeah. You haven't you haven't connected the dots. Yeah. And or that God has chosen in no, His wisdom not, not to, to reveal, reveal it to you, yet. right? Because yeah. I mean I. You know, the, a, a, an experience that I that I have all the time is I read a Bible verse mm-hmm. and it like goes right over my head, and a few years later, or sometimes a few weeks later, I happen to be reading that same scripture again. And it's like uh, it's like boom! It just opens up, and I'm like, I'm understanding things about this very same scripture that I've read a thousand times mm-hmm. that yep. I didn't understand before. Yeah, and you're like, where was this understanding two years? Two years ago, ago. right? Yeah, I'm like God is choosing. But now to is the give time. you that understanding yeah. of that truth of this, this and, and I'm like, but that's true for things that um that are not even in the Bible. I would say even scientific discoveries, things that mm-hmm. we're learning about the earth, about the world. I'm like, God has known no. those things. Yeah. And in his providence he's now chosen he's now chosen to disclose to, make, it. to disclose it. Yeah. So men discover and we praise and give them glory. But we forget that the laws of nature, the laws of yeah. gravity, thermodynamics, you name it, that these are all laws that God has created and put in yeah. place. So when the right. Bible says that there's nothing new under the sun. Literally, yeah. That's, yeah. You know, that's what it means. Like God already understands it. Yeah. Like you may just come to the realization of it or it may just be shared with you right when you learn it. But it's nothing but new. It, exactly. 
Um, another scripture I like is First uh, John three twenty. Mm-hmm. Right, it says for whenever our hearts condemn us. Well, actually, I probably shouldn't start. Uh, let me, let's start with verse eighteen. Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. By this we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our heart before Him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and He knows everything. Right. So yeah. here again, we see the Holy Spirit speaking through the Apostle John, reminding us that God is all-knowing. There's nothing He doesn't know. He knows even our hearts better mm-hmm. than you know than we do. And I think that's at least for me, you know, the the doctrine of God's omniscience of God being knowing everything is so comforting because I can rest in that, right? Hey, God knows my tomorrow, um, and if He knows my tomorrow, then it's not taken him by surprise. I, yeah. I I like I like that I can rest, and it's comforting to know that I can rest in a God who knows everything, everything right? And and I love that because sometimes it's difficult, you know, as you pray, trying to put things in like the right words or trying to yeah. even process yes. it correctly. Right. Yeah. And the fact that God already knows. No. Yes. And I've, I've had so yeah. many times that I've prayed and I couldn't pull it into words, but wow. I was like, God, yeah. you know what I need. Yeah. 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 No, I love that. And then, um, how about the, uh, the omnipotence of God, God, you know, God being all powerful. I think, yeah. Uh, Genesis 1 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Man. Right. Like, just, just to sit and really think about, like, what that means to create the heavens and the earth. Yeah. Like, so we have a hard time sometimes just putting things together to have instructions. <laughs> right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, just think about creating the heavens, heavens yeah. and the earth. Like, yeah. That is a magnificent yeah. feat. Yeah. Right? And to think he created it by the word. Mm-hmm. Let there be. Like, you know, he spoke it. And he created it out of nothing. Nothing. Right? He spoke it. I'm like, now, if that's not power. Right. Please help me understand um, what that is. And it's not as simple as, like, turn on lights. I know. <laughs> like, my Google will turn you know, on the lights right. and change the thermostat. But, like. To create the world. the world, like that's amazing. That's incredible. Like, and, and you know, I think what's cool is, it, you know, the Bible also tells us that God didn't only create it, but that He sustains it. The reason why it remains, why the laws mm-hmm. are still working while it's sitting, is because is because He sustains it. Oh. Hello, hello. Okay, okay we're there back. we go. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was mine. Yeah, it's because He sustains it, right? So He doesn't yeah. just He didn't just create create the world but the let world it go. remains yeah. because he's sustaining it Th- think about that uh, that foresight yeah. right like we have smartphones and tablets and ipads and that sort of thing like to create something and do it right the first time like we get updates we get a new phone that comes out every year yes yeah, yeah <laughs> and all that yeah. sort of, a firmware update something and so to create something perfect the first time Amen. on yes. such a large scale. It's amazing. No, for real. You know, and, you know, speaking to, again, you know, the omnipot- the, the, the omnipotence of God being this all grand, powerful. great idea, all powerful. I'm like, but now in Christ, it becomes personal, mm-hmm. both individually and communally, in the, you know, in the community of faith in yeah. that, that all powerful God now resides in me and Mm -hmm. that by the presence of the holy spirit right we experience that power that power that that defeated death right the Mm -hmm. same power that rose jesus up from the dead is the same power that is at work currently in In us us, right so now this truth of god's omnipotence is not this is not a truth that is far away and so grand that i can only be in awe of it and imagine it it is now a truth that literally through Christ is living yeah. in me. It's now become very close individually and corporately. You know, to think that the church of Jesus Christ is the pillar of truth, right? We are the yeah. custodians of the gospel. We are the salt and light of the world. I'm like, that's because the Holy Spirit 
is in us. Is in us, right? Yeah, that's. It, it, like it gives me chills. It, yes, it, right. Yes. It's like an excitement. It's, yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, and I'm like, man, I, you know, what what do you think it would be like if we lived right consistently? If we were con- if we consistently kept that in the forefront of our minds and our hearts that the all-powerful God lives, res- in lives in us. Yeah. You know, he's always with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. It will be know? a different world. It will be totally different. different. Absolutely. Because, you know, I think a lot of times people lose lose sight of that. Yeah. Or, you know, it, it's something that uh, they take for granted. And so, uh, so you may not have your best day because that's not in the forefront of your mind. Right. That the uh, spirit of the living God dwells in us, yeah. and that what we do on a daily basis is a reflection. Yeah, and so yeah, I think people forget it, and so it's easy to uh, mistreat someone, or to say something that you shouldn't, or to do something yes. wrong because yes. that's not in the front of your yeah. mind that this is the reality of it. Yeah, you know, I think for me. Um, you know, the fact that God is all powerful, and you know, we just finished the series on suffering, suffering. Yeah. right? The omnipotence of God, I think, empowers us to yield and to surrender mm-hmm. when we are going through discomfort because I recognize that if God is all powerful and I'm going through this, he it means. That he's allowing, he, he's allowing it, it because he right. can change because it. he can change it in the blink of an eye. Yep, right. So I can I can rest in my circumstances, knowing that the all knowing God mm-hmm. knew this was happening. The all powerful God, Kidding. or He knew this would happen. The all powerful God is fully capable of, of causing it to cease in that moment. Absolutely, but He is not. Yeah, I can rest in that. Right. And have you guys ever had uh, a situation like where it was an issue that you thought was so big and you couldn't see how it could be solved? Yeah. And then just like that. Just like that, boom. God fixed it. Yeah. Like that is all power. Yeah. For real. To be able to fix something that you thought did not have a solution or you couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And it'd be fixed so fast. Or seemingly instantly. That's all power. It's like one day you go to bed with this big, huge burden in your shoulders. You wake up and it's gone. And it's gone. It's, you know, there's an answer or there's deliverance or Mm -hmm. God just shows up in some amazing way. That's like, yeah, that's. And of course, you ask yourself, God, why why didn't you do this two weeks ago? I'm like, no, it's not like God just, you know, maybe it's not like God just worked out and got some power. He's always had that power. Right. But. He was working something, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so, so yeah, it's it's just really assuring. Now, um, I think, and of course, one that I think we think about more, at least in my experience, that we talk about and think about more than any other, is the uh, omnipresence of God. Like oh, yeah. we hear that a lot. God is ever present. He is always with me. Like you know, the, yeah. I feel like that's the attribute when it comes to the omniness of God. That that's I feel like that's the most popular. Yep, the omnipresence of God. You know, he he will never leave me for not forsake me. He is always with me. He walks with me. Yeah, you know, I'm his temple. He resides in me, so he's always present. Right, but it, some sometimes it doesn't feel like it. But you just have to rely on the word that yeah. is true. Yeah. Because, like, when you're going through something or you feel like you're alone, you, like, that's when, yeah. like, you just have to know that yeah. he's omnipresent. Yes. You know, I, I remember this a season in my life years ago, and I may have shared this in a previous episode, but years ago where just a really long season, probably about three or four months, where I would go mm-hmm. to services or, you know, a worship experience, and people were worshiping passionately and excitedly, you know, like, you know, like the, the holy, the, the presence of God, the manifest presence of God was there. And people were sensing it and responding to it. And I felt nothing. I, felt like <laughs> I, you know, I was as dry as yeah. the Sahara. And I was like, God, I can tell that you're here. You know, and these people are not faking it. And it was just really powerful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I, you know, so I started crying to God. I was like, God, why can't I sense your presence? Like, you know, like I have in the past. 
And one day in a, in a worship service, you know, it was like, it was like, you know, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me or just communicated to me. He said, know my presence. Seek to know my presence. Don't seek to feel my presence. And that changed so much for me, mm-hmm. right? Because, because what I understood in that moment that the Holy Spirit was saying was, believe that I'm present because the word of God says, says that I'm present. And not because I am of in feeling. You. Yes. Yeah. And that was um, that was an altar. That was a mark yeah. in my life. I, I marked that moment because from that point on, yeah, whether or not I felt God's presence, there was this certainty that he was with me. And that, aff- yeah. that affected how I did worship because in the past, I would wait to sense his presence. So I'm I would wait for someone to like exhort me to worship. I'm telling you, that's major. Right? That is so major. Yeah. But coming to the realization that he was there. Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't matter whether I feel it or whether I don't feel it. I pray everybody ca- here. catches this point. Right. Because like this is a major point yeah. of faith. Yeah. It's your emotions change. Right. Your emotions change. But the word doesn't doesn't change exactly it is what it, it is. is what it is and so it is when it, it is. when it says that god is omnipresent yeah or whatever it says that god is you may not feel like that but you have to trust that trust that's that. what yes. it is absolutely, absolutely. And, and so many times yeah. in service like like and, you and said you know and sometimes it may not even be your emotions sometimes god may not reveal mm-hmm his presence, whether it's, you know, the different ways we think God reveals his presence. But whether or not he reveals his presence doesn't change the fact that he is present. Just like you're going you're, you're going through a difficult time mm-hmm. and God leaves you in that difficulty, that does not change the fact that, that God is good yeah, and that he's or, merciful and that he loves you. Or that he's there. Or that he's there. It doesn't yeah. change that at all. Right. right. So, so having to move beyond emotionality, yep. having to move beyond sensory uh, experience for assurance, and but and so moving beyond emotionality and sensory input to for assurance of faith to going to the Word. God is here because the Bible says that there's no place I can go that He is not. Right. God is here because he has given me his Holy Spirit and I've become his temple. God is here because Jesus Christ has said that he will never leave me nor forsake yeah. me. So moving beyond, I don't feel like God's here anymore. Right. Or I don't, God is, God is not letting me feel his presence. Moving from that to, I know that God is here because he has said he is always with me and he will not forsake me. And, and that works both ways because I, I can think back, like, if I'm keeping it 100% honest, right? I can think back to times when I was at parties or places that I knew that I shouldn't be. And instead but, of looking up, uh-oh, well, lightning's no, about to strike. It, no. The way I justified it to myself yeah. was, God's not in this environment. He wouldn't be at this party. But the truth of it is, yeah. he was. Yeah. And just because I didn't feel that same feeling of, like, being in church, where the yeah. atmosphere is different yeah. and that sort of thing. Because I didn't feel that same thing at the party that I wasn't right. supposed to be at or wherever it was that I wasn't supposed yeah. to be, because I didn't feel that, you know, I chalked it up into my mind and I was able to try to rationalize, rationalize okay, the God's there, not right. here. Now he doesn't see me doing this right. wrong thing. His pleasure may not have been there. He may not have been pleased with what you were doing. doing but he right. was there. He may have been grieved by what you were doing, Absolutely. but he was there. Yep. And he was seeing it. But, right. you know, so many people, you know, yeah. justified doing the wrong thing or being oh, yeah. the wrong place by, you know, oh, God's not here. Yeah. 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 I think was it, um, gosh, I, I'm, I, I don't want to, well, I'm not going to say the name because I, I don't remember who it was, but there was the disciple, right? Who, you know, who um, Jesus says, Christ says, hey, here is a, a, a Hebrew in whom there's no guile. And he says, Lord, how do you know me? And he says, hey, when you were sitting under the tree, I already saw you. And I said, like, mm-hmm. What? You know, so here, you know, it's like God, God was present when this disciple, I think was, was it Philip or Nathaniel was sitting on the tree? Under the tree. But, you know, Jesus wasn't physically present there. So the guy is shocked. And like, how like, did you see Man, me? you must be the Messiah. Yeah. To have, you know, to actually be, to be, um, to be able to be omnipresent. That was evidence for him that, hey, this was the Messiah. And just yeah. like, hey, you think that's a big deal? Don't worry, you see you'll see a whole lot more, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, th- I think that's just, you know, that's an you know, awesome point. The omniness of God, it's, you know, it's something that, 
you know that speaks to his nature and it's something that we sh- i think we should always hold very close yeah but um we make different decisions every day every day yeah um but then i think you know some other characteristics of god that i think are essential for um for the christian to always keep front and cent- center would be um the holiness of god yes god right? is god holy. is holy yeah right? as a matter of fact that is why you know um yeah, I think I think we you, you know we see this theme that everything that Jesus calls us to be, He comes back to um, be this way because your Father is this way. Be this way because God is you know be perfect because your Father yeah, perfect. is perfect. You know, yeah. be holy because God holy. is holy. Yeah, right? but but that means that God is totally separate, right? God, there is no sin in Him. There's no yeah. sin in God at all, um, and because of that, because we are called to be made into his image right right, through christ jesus we pursue holiness right but god is holy so you know so when you know so i I think it's important because when we you know when we're entertaining sin there's typically this deception that comes in right that some kind that sometimes makes us think that because uh, because lightning hasn't struck or something that god is okay right with with our sin i'm like no 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 no. god is holy mm-hmm. he's patient so that you might repent right yeah he but he is definitely holy and he takes no pleasure in sin you read a scripture earlier um i'm trying to think back to where it was where it said that if your heart condemns you and so it's like you already know right what you're doing is yeah. wrong and so god doesn't have to step in and do something right. to let you know that you're wrong like the holy spirit has already let you know yeah yeah, yeah. like you've been condemned it's like yeah. okay, you're not doing the right thing yeah yeah and so a lot of people look yeah they look for some type of lightning from the sky to say oh you're doing wrong i know but you, like, you, you know, know already yeah you know yeah you know so you know so um yeah so god's holy so uh, you know we should pursue holiness right and and you know I th- and this is where the the goodness of god comes in that when where we fail right if that if we confess our sins god is righteous and just yeah. to forgive forgive us our sin and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness right and right. the reason why we confess our sin is so that we can get back up and continue to strive right towards uh you know to grow into more holiness um, another characteristic of God is that God is just, right? I think the clearest evidence of the justness of God is in the cross, right? Yeah. That God did not let our sin go undealt with, but he dealt, he brought the dealing of it upon himself. Yeah. But he fulfills justice, right? Right. God, God is just, God will not let wrongdoing or wickedness go unanswered, so much so that he answers it by taking it upon himself on the cross, right? Yeah. Um, and of course, the, what that speaks to is, you know, another characteristic that God is merciful, right? Yeah. Um, I'm pulling I, up these scriptures yeah. as, you're, as you're going through. You know, I, I love the fact, I once heard someone say, and I, I, it's, I think it's very publicly at this point, that mercy is, is God not giving us, or God is, is, mercy is God holding back what we deserve. Right. Right. Yes. Because what we deserve is nothing good. It's right. nothing pleasurable. And God has withheld that and instead given us something, grace, mm-hmm. that we do not deserve. Right. Mm-hmm. So he withholds what we deserve, deserve and gives mercy, us something we do and not. gives us what we do not, grace. But, yeah. um, but, you know, so keeping in mind that God is a merciful God, his, his heart is to always do good. His disposition is to always do good and mm-hmm. be kind to us and to comfort and strengthen us. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, ending with um, the fact that, uh, that God is loving, you know, the, ev- the greatest evidence of that is the cross. John you three sixteen. Yeah. Everybody knows it. From yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that God's a loving God. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, that's, that's a good, uh, that's a good exclamation to end with yeah. because like after, you know, seeing that God is omnip- omnipotent, omnipotent and 
omnipresent. Right. Yeah. All those things, bro. You try to you try to say omnipotent with my accent. You can't. You ain't gonna be able to fake that Nigerian Look. accent. <laughs> it's Look. omnipotent, right? It's uh, that's, that's a Nigerian accent. It's omnipotent, right? It's Look, omnip- yeah. However, you know, Look, it's it's a it's a habit. <laughs> it's I'm forming. I'm habit. wearing off on you. That's what you it are. is. I'm wearing you off on you. Like how you say no. Claire. <laughs> It's just clear. No, it is clear. Yes, it's very clear that you cannot say with a Nigerian accent. Yeah, but yeah, no, love that, bro. But guys, yes, you know. So as it as it has to do with the last way, you know, the holiness of the that God is holy, that God is just, that God is merciful, and that God is loving. I think for me, the, you know, the one thing to keep in mind is that yeah. those at least those four last attributes come this this is why we are called to be loving this yes. is why we are called to be merciful this is why we are called to be people of justice Absolutely. this is why we are called to be people of holiness because our god, god our father so, this is yeah. who, you know the apple doesn't fall far, far from, from the tree so if this you're talking about the nature of god, god then it right. should be our nature exactly exactly yeah so um i think on that note I think we're gonna call it. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and call it. We've tried to do it some yeah. justice today, Just, people. We've tried to do some justice today. Yeah, absolutely. But I think you know, speaking about the the character of God as um you know as as merciful and loving, um I think we have some news, some really really cool news. That yes, has to do with. Um, I'll let you share it. You talking about our grant? Yes, because you put in all the work, so I'm going to let you share it, bro. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, you <laughs> did. You did. Josh, stop it, bro. So we've been very blessed and fortunate to have uh, received a grant from the Welburn Foundation. So we want to uh, just say thank you so for much for partnering with us, for partnering yes, with God's us, work. and considering us uh, for the grant. And so uh, we've been blessed to be able to do even more yes. uh, with their partnership. And so. Uh, you know, we continue to pray for more partnerships and that maybe someone watching may want to partner with yeah, us. Absolutely. Uh, maybe if it's simply just subscribing and following and sharing and uh, being a share partner, but partner with us. Uh, every partnership's a blessing yeah. to us. Amen. And, absolutely. Uh, but we're really excited for that one. That's what, that's our, our first grant yes. that we've pursued and we got it. I'm going to tell you, I want to say, I want to say, I praise God for Josh and thank you so much. I need thank to say you. publicly because this brother put in a ton of work. Well, he literally held my hand and walked <laughs> me through. The, I was panicking the whole time because, you know, and Josh was like, Ubi, this is how you do it. This is what you do. But what's great about it is like God gifts us all with Amen. the gift. Absolutely. And so what you said, oh, this is terrible. This is hard. I'm like, this is kind of what I'm used to doing. Yo, I would have been bald headed if, if not for you because I was going to pull my hair. And he was like, Ubi, don't worry. Yeah, do this. Yeah, do this. Do and, and God's and, faithful. And God's faithful. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, if you guys are wondering, uh, that grant is for you know with sessions in life. This is just one of our projects and um one of the ministries we we do as it has to yep. do with discipleship. But for those of you who are familiar with uh, with Lock United, you know that our purpose and our vision is twofold it's um you know nurturing the maturity of the church in Mm -hmm. truth which is discipleship but also nurturing the unity of the church so um so the grant that we received from Welburn foundation is actually specifically going towards a work that we're going to be starting um sometime later this summer yes called more institute m-o-r-r it means makers makers of racial reconciliation Institute. It's um it's a nine month, you know, kind of like a, a calendar yeah. school year program. And the goal is that, you know, participants go through this this courses and by and by the time they come out, they are and you know, they've been trained and equipped to engage in race relations, racial tensions, race reckoning, um, from a gospel and biblical centered perspective. Yes. Um so it, you know, and so that personally edified and built up, but that also they're now equipped to go back to their local churches and start ministries, ministries. of racial reconciliation, right? Absolutely. So, um, so if that is you, please go to our website yeah. and sign up and uh, take part in uh, More Institute. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, look for more of our events that we'll be doing uh, as LOCK because we, we try to do uh, regular events yes, to give individuals opportunities yeah. to, uh, to really uh, experience, you know, what yeah. we stand for yeah. with lock absolutely 
and sharing the love of God. And, you know, and, and I have to say about more, it's you know, that it's 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 very timely. It's extremely relevant, mm-hmm. and it's you know we've done a number of workshops. We have a, the more workshop, which is more specialized, an hour and a half to two hour training for uh, church leaders and staff for um, Christian organizations. Absolutely. But the feedback, and, and that's a condensation of the one year program. The feedback we have gotten is incredible. Yes, um, the most consistent. Um, feedback we've gotten is man thank you so much because i didn't, didn't know that. i didn't know that there was a way to look at this biblically everything i right. hear is either political or philosophical or worldly and it gets very divisive but to have a training that actually clearly front and center says here's what jesus says about racial reconciliation and mm-hmm. here's how it can be done biblically spiritually to honor God and build his church so that we can be the salt that we are called to be in the light that you know Jesus says that we are. So um, I'm obviously you can tell I'm fired up about it. Oh, I'm yeah. really, really excited. But um, I'll tell you something that blessed me because we got the grant yesterday. Yes. Right. Something that really blessed me was to to have Wellburn stand with us and say, hey, no, we don't just want in you know in giving you this grant we want you to recognize that we're not just giving you the money but that we believe in what you in what you're doing and we want to partner in every yes. sense of the word with you like for me that was just a huge, huge blessing a huge oh blessing. yeah so uh wellburn foundation uh wellburn baptist foundation thank you so much thank you and uh to our partners hey continue hanging with us um on that note if you're still there watching the video or listening to the podcast subscribe and crush that like button because you're supposed to be here follow us on all major streaming platforms for a podcast and we'll see you at the next sessions on life amen hey god bless you guys and thanks for being with us